The Primal Pioneer. Live an outdoor life. Hosted by Quantum Clinician and creator of the Sunlight RX, Heather Shepard. Hi everyone, welcome to The Primal Pioneer. I'm your host, Heather Shepard. I'm really excited to kickstart the show off here with an interview with Renette Senum. Renette is the mayor of Nevada City, California, and she's an activist in the field of EMFs and 5G technology. During the interview, you're not only going to get a feel for Renette's expertise and firsthand experience with these non-native frequencies, but you'll really get a feel for her passion and deep care for helping to inform and educate people us, you and me, around this important topic of our time that we're continuously being deceived and lied to about at this time. So during the episode, we're going to talk about the health implications of EMFs from wireless devices such as Wi-Fi, cell phones, cell towers, and smart meters. We talk about cell towers. We talk about why 5G is really in place and just PS, it has nothing to do with faster download speeds as you'll learn. We talk about 5G as a means of nuclear warfare. We discuss the impact of EMFs on kids and the emotional and physical side effects from non-native EMFs. And we provide you with real-time solutions that you can implement to help protect yourself from these alien frequencies that we are all faced with today as a result of living in the modern world. I'm super excited to dive into this episode with you all and hope you find it empowering and enlightening to your health and life. So, Renette, welcome to the episode. Thanks so much for joining me. And... You are a passionate woman about this subject on cell towers, 5G, non-native EMFs, and we're going to dive into that here today and get into some uh, some of the behind-scenes things that are actually going on with this on a federal level. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we go there, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your personal story. Um, share with the audience here about um, how you got into this subject and, and give us a little bit of background here on um, on you. Sure. Um, well, I, I'm currently the mayor of Nevada City, California, tiny little town, 3,100 people in the Sierra foothills. And um, this is my second round on the city council. I was mayor 10 years ago. And before that, uh, back in 1990, uh, I actually had the first cellular phone store. It's a storefront mm-hmm. in downtown Grass Valley. That's a neighboring uh, city right next to us. Um, and so it was called Empire Cellular. And way back then, in 1990, I was selling Motorola bag phones and tech phones and um, have absolutely no doubt that these cell phones had been tested uh, quite extensively for safety. In fact, uh, I was told this by the industry. I was told this. I told this to my clients, my customers. And um, way back then, I, I saw a couple red flags, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, so I want to make clear to people that I'm not a Luddite, that I'm actually, I would be considered an early adopter. I I'm usually on the forefront of adopting things, looking and considering different kind of things, whether it's technology or um, waves or trends, things like that. 
considerations, uh, pro, you know, uh, pilot projects. I, I love, I'm kind of just always on the edge. So way back then I was selling cell phones and at that time the cell phones were these Motorola bag phones and the only way you could really speak you know, on your phone inside your car is to attach an antenna to the outside of your car and then run a cable inside the car into where you would attach it to your, your Motorola bag phone. And I was told way back then that, oh, yeah, the antennas will never be put inside the cars, of course, because that would keep the signal in, turn your car into what's called a Faraday cage uh -huh. and would basically radiate you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, of course, that makes sense. Well, then the very next year, the Motorola Tac phone comes out and it has this little antenna that you pull out of the phone and you have it right next to your head and inside the car. Uh -huh. And I remember saying to the guys in the industry, I'm like, hey, well, wait a second. I thought you weren't supposed to have these antennas near your head. You weren't supposed to have them inside the car. They're like, oh, no, 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 it's okay now. It's all right. And I remember thinking to myself, well, what's changed? Why would it not be safe last year, but it's safe this year? So that was my first red flag. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Then you fast forward it to like 20 some years later. And again, I'm looking forward to the day that we're going to have low orbiting satellites. They're called the LOSs that would allow uh, a, a cell phone coverage everywhere around the planet. I was an extreme adventurer at the time, climbing mountains and crossing, you know, freezing uh, lands, <laughs> doing expeditions. And I love the idea of having a, a cell phone available to, to call out if there was an emergency. So I was looking forward to that day that we'd have phone coverage everywhere uh -huh. well then about five years ago i was on the council again and we had people coming to us who were saying they were emf sensitive they're sensitive to these new things called smart meters and cell phones and to be honest i actually thought that they were probably like really ultra sensitive and it really was not that big of a health issue mm -hmm. and that was just mostly my own assumption wasn't basing it more on just what i was being told and interestingly enough uh, smart meters are being deployed in all of our, our residents, all of our homes. And I was looking forward to it. I was all about smart and green and environmental and smart grids. Sure. And so the smart meter was coming on and I had no problem with that. And interestingly enough, what happened was um, out of the blue, I had not made this connection. I started going to sleep at night. And when I would sleep, I would have terrible sleeps, trouble ringing in my ears. And then if a little tiny noise was made, like my cat jumping on my bed, it would it would be this loud, horrific reverberation. It would be like an echo chamber in my head. It would be like this loud noise that would echo, uh -huh. a little tiny sound, right? And it would actually startle me. It would be so loud. And this kept happening night after night after night. It just it came on immediate. And I told my partner, I was like, oh, my God. I think I have a brain tumor. There's something seriously wrong. Uh -huh. And I was really quite concerned about my health care, my health. Uh -huh. Well, at the same time, a few weeks later, after um, still experiencing these, these, uh, exp you know, these uh, sensations, I, uh, I get my first PG&E bill in the mail, okay. Pacific Gas and Electric, and in the bill comes this graph. And this graph shows you my energy consumption throughout the 24-hour period on average for the month. Mm -hmm. And it shows you very clearly in this graph when I wake up in the morning and turn my computer on, when I leave in the, in the morning to go off to work, when I come back for lunch, then you can see my energy consumption go down when I leave again. And then when I come back in the evening, and then you can clearly see in this graph when I go to bed at night. Mm. And I think to myself, that is insane that that is available. And they're sending that to me in the mail. Cause if I want to go and, and, and burglarize someone's house, all I need to do is pull out their PG and E bill and see exactly when they're going to be a bed and asleep. I'm going to see exactly when they're going to be off at work. You know, all hundred percent have a chance to go in there, burglarize the house and no, no one's going to be home. Wow. And that, that was to me like such a vulnerability, uh -huh. especially as a single woman living home alone. I'm like, no, that is stupid. So I, I went on to PG and E onto their, uh, online account 
and I, I opted out residences, not businesses, but residences in the state of California can opt out. And I opted out. It was stupid. I had to pay $75 to opt out for something I never signed up for. Uh-huh. And then $10 a month for the next three years, every month. But I did it. Uh-huh. Well, lo and behold, oh, I don't know, about a week and a half or so later, all of a sudden this terrible ringing and reverberation in my head stops. Just cold turkey stops completely. Not even a, a hint of it. Wow. And I'm thinking, what the heck just happened? Mm-hmm. What the heck? What? And all of a sudden, it dawns on me, the smart meter. So I go outside, and I look at the smart meter, which happens to be 15 feet from my head when I'm sleeping in my bed. Okay, okay. And I realize, oh, my God, it was the smart meter. There is something to it. It does affect you. And all those people coming to my council meetings were not crazy. Uh-huh. They're speaking truth. And, oh, my God, I, too, am sensitive. Yes. And... And there are no, uh, tell me uh, in your experience, I mean, I I have an idea of this just um, from the work I do as well, but how does uh, the medical community, uh, our government uh, feel about people who come in with these chemical sensitivities, with these electromagnetic sensitivities, and how do they respond? They, well, unless they're really, really cutting edge, and are, are, are actually accepting the concept that we are bioelectric beings, human beings, right? I mean, we have sparks, electrical sparks between our hearts, our brain cells, you know. Yeah. I mean, it just, it goes on and on and on. Yes. You know, we know this for a fact, and yet it's continuously ignored. So it's pretty much ignored like Lyme disease is ignored because it's bio-warfare, right? Our, uh-huh. We have people who are medical professionals who go and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get what they are, they consider the, the best education out there. But what they don't realize is that a lot of important information uh, they're being misled on. And these are industry lies. And unless you go and start doing research, and to be honest, it really is not that difficult to uncover a lot of information. <laughs> yes. Um, so unless you go out there and, and, and do your own concerted effort to educate yourself, you're going to be in the dark. Just like around Lyme disease, now finally we're investigating you know, our own government for, for in their involvement in creating a bio-warfare Lyme disease. Yes. And again, doctors are being told by industry and by the medical profession and by our government that Lyme disease doesn't exist, but we damn well know it does, and Uh it's an epidemic. So these are two things that, you know, you have to be aware these days of what you are not being told, right? And and when you start to see uh, massive missing pieces in in, in information and literature, uh, and and yet you see these reoccurrence of illnesses skyrocketing, you've got to stop and, and, and question your reality and question authority. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's something, you know, with with 5G now popping up um, all across the world in the states and the major in the major cities, you know, people are really looking at how it's being sold to people as, oh, you're going to get faster download speeds, you're going to save energy, you know, it's being sold in, into this pretty little package when really, they're not being told the truth. And, oh. and the industry knows this. It sounds like they're, they're yeah. hiding it. And it, it just seems to me like they're, they're just kind of like on pins and needles waiting for uh, shit to hit the fan here when it comes to the side effects and the health implications that, and you even spoke of, the nature implications that this 5G technology is having on us. Well, we, we, we know for a fact that the telecom industry is holding their breath because back in 2012, 13, 14, and 15, the um, insurance underwriters like Lloyd's of London, they did their bean counting and they were like, whoa, we see what this is, where we see this tidal wave of radio frequency injury lawsuits. We're talking class action, massive class action lawsuits. We know 
because of these radio frequencies, we know for a fact there's going to be a massive wave of class, and class action lawsuits. Therefore, we are not going to underwrite your policies as telecom industry. We're not going to underwrite for radio frequency injury lawsuits. You're on your own. <laughs> so wow. then in response, the telecom industry, because we have the memos to the um, stockholders, uh-huh. we have the memos saying, oh, guys, by the way, we see there's going to be these massive radio frequency injury lawsuits and we're not insured as a telecom and the stockholders you're not insured so what we're going to do is we're going to twist reality and we're going to make sure the very people the the, the decision makers who have no option but to say yes to our cell towers and to our devices that they are they're there they have no rights to speak up against this and they have to accept it they are going to be the ones who will still be holding the responsibility. So that they have no option but to say yes, legally, otherwise they're going to get sued as cities and counties. But at the same time, when the, the class action lawsuits come in, we have constructed laws such that they will be the ones who will be, uh, be held accountable. Uh-huh. And, and tell us a little bit about how this um, Telecommunications Act, I believe back in 1996, kind of plays into this and, and how this um, impacts us all and our choices around you know oh if i want to if i don't want a cell phone tower across the street from me but they decide to put one in and how their people really don't have any say right it's, it's insane so it's 1996 telecommunication act bill clinton signed it and before we even really knew right what what Mm-hmm. What was beholding us as far as like in the future for, for wireless devices and modems and the Internet. In 1996, there was a clause in this FCC regulation that basically says, look at as elected officials, as decision makers, uh, you cannot discuss or consider environmental health impacts and that includes health impacts of not just the birds and the bees and the trees but of human so basically Mm -hmm. even if people come to speak to you don't talk about it and if there's any hint that you've made decisions based upon negative health impacts we can sue you and they've they've gone out there in fact they've sent threatening letters off to us as a city already that's what they do and so here back in 1996 they're telling us that, oh, you, you know, you can't make decisions about something that we don't even fully understand, right? Mm-hmm. And here you fast forward 20 years later, and our, we have this gag order. This would be equivalent to the the cigarette industry saying, you can't talk to us or make decisions based upon the negative health impacts of smoking. Uh-huh. Or the auto industry, when the car or the automobile was invented, and saying, hey, you cannot, as elected officials, make any decisions based upon the negative health impacts of speeding and uh-huh. that speed kills and that yes we 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 anal- we analyzed the the the, the 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 stats we've analyzed the data and we've discovered that speed kills we need speeding limits we need seat belts we need turn signals we need brake lights and we need uh airbags mm-hmm. but so imagine you know that for the the auto industry never ever being able to even look at that data hear that data and and make decisions based upon that data that would be insane but that basically is what the telecom industry is saying to us today is that you cannot look at any of the data look at any of the stats or look at the u.s cancer registry to see that the increase of deaths are are matching exactly what the studies have told us we're talking peer-reviewed studies This is not America. This is not a democracy. Yes. And it's, it's, you know, it's like, where do you want me to draw the line? Because this is going to go into a civil war. These are silent weapons at this point in time. And you're telling elected officials that we cannot discuss the fact that it's making our constituents ill and even killing some of them. Yes. And, and I, I really see this pattern as well because 
um, one of the, the Facebook groups I run is called the Keto Cancer Solution. And I can't, I have lost count of how many people on there who have malignant melanoma have reported that when I ask them what their computer use is like, what their cell phone is like, use is like, everyone who has malignant melanoma rests their computer, their laptop on some part of their body. Right. Now, this isn't a cell phone, but, but with regard to cell phones, I can't tell you how many people I talk to, women who have had breast cancer, who used oh. to run with their cell phone in their bra on the breast that they have cancer in. Well, people have to understand in the small fine print of every smartphone that you buy, it says, keep the cell phone away from your head and off your body. Uh -huh. There, that's your, first, that's your first red flag, right? Well, that's amazing, okay? Secondly, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that the industry, when they catch on to what they're doing, they'll change their language. Like, they no longer call laptops. They don't sell them as laptops because that infers that you can put it on your lap and it's safe and that is not the case. <laughs> and so now they call them personal computers, oh, right? So they're sure. responsible. So that's the kind of stuff they do. It's like, you know, um, it's like uh, GMO, GMO corn syrup. They're, they're changing the name of corn syrup to a different name because we've caught on to the dangers of this D GMO corn syrup. So they've uh -huh. changed the name. Uh -huh. So that's, you know, you have to watch those kind of patterns. But um, the thing is, this is, is that we are, again, bioelectric beings. And what you have to understand is that uh, these are equivalent to a, a microwave oven being turned on with the door open. Yes. All the time, next to your head. And the thing is, in your pocket, in your bra. And you have to understand that would you be comfortable with a microwave oven opened and carrying it around in your hand all the time? And then when you have it on in your hand, when you're talking on that phone and holding it in your phone, yes. if it's not turned off, your, your hand and your arm becomes an extension of the phone. It actually becomes an antenna. And that, that is actually moving. That, that frequency is moving throughout this, throughout your body and doing a lot of damage. So, yes. um, you know, and that's just, just the, the smallest amount. So what we know for a fact, especially you have 1G, 2G, 3G, what that means is one generation, two generation, three generation. Mm -hmm. The first generation was getting texts and a phone call. The second generation, or sorry, the second generation was receiving texts. Uh -huh. Third generation was that you can get, you know, YouTube videos and more data. And now we're in the fourth generation going into the fifth. The fifth generation is simply millimeter wave, which is a shorter wavelength, doesn't travel as far, and doesn't supposedly go through. It does go through leaves and trees. They say, well, it doesn't go through. It does go through them, but it goes into them uh -huh. and deep into their cells. And that happens to the human species as well. What we've learned with millimeter wave is as much as it's impacting our bodies today negatively, it's actually impacting the eggs within the eggs even more so. Uh -huh. So as much as it's it, it, um, affecting us, it's affecting three generations from now. And what we're talking is that while we are going into these different frequencies, we are our own force field. Every organ, our brain, our heart actually has its own frequency force field. Uh -huh. Again, all based on science. And when you enter all these different force fields of modems and cell phones and cell towers, your heart, for instance, there's been a skyrocketing in heart attacks, heart uh, uh, ailments, um, you know, uh, fluid around the heart, um, hyperthyroidism, mm -hmm. heart palpitations, and irregularity. That is because when you are entering, and this depends upon your overall health, your age, your epigenetics, your, your environmental exposure, when you are entering these different energetic force fields, your heart frequency is trying to line up with the frequency of those modems and other devices. And guess what it's doing? It's taxing your heart. Mm -hmm. That is why today you're seeing so many young people die of massive heart attacks or strokes yes. by athletes, young people, 20 year olds. Why are they having heart attacks? Because yeah. their heart is being taxed by all these different frequencies that, that it is trying to align with. And when you leave those frequencies, 
your body is inflamed. We, we know everyone across the board, bodies are being inflamed by these EMFs. And we also know that once you leave those frequencies, your body, the inflammation will die down over time, a few days, maybe a couple of weeks, and then your symptoms will die away as well. Yes. Except for there's two things that don't change. There are two things we know that are permanent, okay. right? And that is, is that your DNA has been broken permanently. Yes. And that of your children will have different DNA. It is actually split. It's a different DNA. Uh -huh. And the other thing that we know is that you have been made infertile and that does not come back. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, and these are things that, that most people aren't considering. Uh, most people think of uh, RF and microwave frequencies as safe um, because uh, we simply haven't been exposed to the volume of these frequencies that we are in present day. So would you be willing to talk here a little bit about, okay, what have you noticed? What do you see? What does the science say about the impact of radio frequencies on the body. You mentioned the DNA, you mentioned infertility, uh, you mentioned right. this impact on future generations. Um, but right. what, what are some other health implications that maybe people might not even be aware of that, hey, this, just like your experience with the smart meter, like this could be correlated to uh, excessive exposure to radio frequency and microwave right. frequency. Right, right. Well, first of all, I have to say this is not by accident. Uh -huh. The public's lack of knowledge around this is not accidental. Mm -hmm. It's called being war-gamed. And the reason why we know we're being war-gamed is because there was a wonderful expose in the nation quite a few, about a year ago. And the expose was over a Motorola internal memo that basically said that we're going to war game the American public like the cigarette industry war game the American public around smoking. And what war gaming is, is that, and then they were referring to what cell phones were, were doing. War gaming is that you make sure to undermine and discredit any scientist or medical professional or activist speaking up against this. So you discredit their character. Wow. Two is that you send out misinformation. It's not about getting the information right. It's just about just sending out so much misinformation out there that nobody really knows what the truth is. Uh -huh. And then third is to make sure that you you position people in powerful boards like the well the World Health Organization, the FCC, the FDA. So you make sure that you have people placed in those powerful bodies that are actually industry friendly. They are positioned there sure. to make sure that you, the public, do not get the information that is really peer reviewed and, 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 and statistically correct. So this is called war gaming. This wow. is the exact blueprint that we have seen with the cigarette industry. And that is the exact same game that the telecom industry is also doing that, which is basically if they hold out the information mix up the information, send out enough industry lies that people just repeat, repeat, repeat without actually doing the research, mm -hmm. that by the time the individuals realize what has happened, the, the damage will be done, they will already be addicted. And that's what they do with cigarettes. By the time people realize the cigarettes were addictive and were bad for you, they were so addicted that they would not look at the science mm -hmm. because addiction over, would override their intelligence, right? <laughs> and, and common sense. And that's exactly what's happened with cell phones. They knew that if they held off long enough the information for the public, that by the time the information got to the public, they would disregard it not just for themselves, but for their children who have the same addiction. And that's exactly what's happening. We can look at right. people like all the kids are totally addicted to their devices. Oh. You know, you can't go into a public place and not see even uh, adults 
children, infants, like have some kind of device going on in their hand where And they're hardwired. The children we know for a fact are, it's, it's different than you and me as an adult. And this is what's so sad. It's as bad again, as bad as it is for us. It's worse for the unborn and it's worse for the children, the developing brains, because they're actually getting hardwired for addiction. It's becoming the gateway drug. In fact, there's a study going on right now to look at your cell phone addiction and addiction to drugs because what we know is that once you're hardwired for addiction to your phone you've set up your addiction for everything else whether it's pot alcohol or other harder drugs uh-huh. so and the problem is is that while us as adults might get conditioned or programmed or addicted we're not hardwired for it we can we can undo that right yes. but these are pathways physical pathways that have been that, that have been created in the brain the young brain that we don't know how to undo that uh-huh. and so we're seeing that left to right with young people. It's causing depression and loneliness and suicidal thoughts and just not healthy development. So, yes. so you have that right there. And it's so bad, like in Japan, like with the children in other European nations, that they don't, they don't allow children to have smartphones or tablets at all. Uh-huh. It's, like, it's, like it's illegal to do that because they know what it's doing to the brain. And wow. the LED lights are also really bad for the brains, especially for nighttime for, for having a deep restorative sleep. Absolutely. In, in Japan, when women are pregnant, they have these lead bibs they have to put over their bellies to protect their their their, their you know uh, unborn child inside their womb. Uh-huh. You know, I mean that you know these lead aprons that should tell you something. So, yes. what does it do? Well, first of all, we what we're what we're, the, the health impacts we're seeing today are from the first, second, third, fourth generation of <laughs> of, of wireless devices. Yes. And, and now what, what's being brought onto us is, is a millimeter wave, which is a whole other band of frequencies that have been used for only military application and have only had military standards. And the countries of Israel and Russia do not allow millimeter wave to be used on the public for public usage for cell phones and cell towers because they know it could be a military application and it can be used as a weapon. And yet here in America, we're, we're forcing it onto the public and then lying them at the same time. So what we know is that the millimeter wave goes much more deeply. And the first thing it does is it actually cooks your skin, mm. your eyes and your gonads. Wow. That's the first. So, so you seeing Heather, you seeing people have a melatonin, uh, having a, a skin cancer. Mm-hmm. Of course, they are. That's exactly expected. The other thing you're seeing with five G, and I too have now experienced this only a few weeks ago, is you're going to see more hives and more rashes, and of course, an increase in that skin cancer mm-hmm. and more skin problems just in general because our skin is being microwaved. Yes. Um, so there's that. Then. And so, and, and what we're seeing now in U.S. cancer registries, which is backed up by peer-reviewed studies, is we're seeing the largest uh, growth in the glioblastoma, which is a deadly form of, of cancer's brain tumor, yes. was reserved and was very rare. Was re- reserved for 64 years and older. The fastest-growing segment of the population to get the deadly form of glioblastoma are 20 to 29-year-olds. Wow. Why? Because they've had cell phones to their head for about 10 years now. Uh-huh. We have to understand something as adults. What is taking us 20, 30, maybe even 40 years to get a cancer from something is taking children, like adult, like teenagers, five to 10 years. Uh And the younger you hand those devices to the younger ages, the faster their cancer is going to grow. So now we're seeing little ones getting leukemias and also brain tumors um, that are only maybe two or five or 10 years old. They've only had these devices for two to five years. Wow. And the reason why is because their bodies 
are developing. The splits, the, the cells are splitting and dividing. So mm -hmm. that means it's taken us 20 or 30 years to get a cancer, whereas children, because their bodies are developing and the cells are dividing, it's taken them two years. It's taken them five years. In fact, we are also now seeing, which was unheard of until recently, babies, newborns, are being born with leukemia mm. because mothers have had iPads and, and laptops on their laps and their bellies yes. while pregnant. Wow. And these children are being born with leukemia and, they, and they're dying. These uh -huh. babies are dying, these newborns. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So there's that. So we're seeing, okay, so we have... We had the glioblastomas now reserved for 20 to 29 year olds that's skyrocketing now for the first time leukemia, uh, um, uh, leukemia which was the number one killer in children has just been overtaken by brain tumors in children wow okay now prostate cancer always reserved for elder elderly men now the fastest growing segment of the population do get prostate cancer are 15 to 19 year old boys. Why? Because they've now had cell phones in their back pocket and their front pockets for three to five years. Sure, yes, yes. You know, so these, these you know, colon cancer, rectal cancer, prostate cancer, we are now seeing this exploding, exploding mm -hmm. breast cancer in 20 year olds. Why? Yeah. Because they are, they've now had these devices on their body for 10 years. Yeah, you're seeing it in us. People are 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. But our cells are not dividing as quickly as these youngins. Mm -hmm. So this is what I explain to people. I'm like, look at guys. Either we have a wake-up call and we realize what's happening. This is a silent killer or this is my prediction. Mm -hmm. What we're going to see is going to be very similar to the AIDS epidemic, but much, Ooh. much worse. Uh -huh. And that is, is that we're going to ignore it. We're going to ignore it. We're going to think it doesn't apply to us because we can't see it. And then what's going to happen is we're going to see an avalanche of beautiful young people dying, dropping dead all around us. And just like AIDS, when that happened, all of a sudden you're realizing all your friends are dying and you realize, oh, my God, I really should wear a condom and I really should apply safe sex, right, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to my lifestyle. And, and that's when you wake up, but after your friends have died. That, at this point in current trajectory, is what we're going to experience in America is we're going to see a lot of young people, beautiful young people, because we're already seeing it. They're going to die and they're going to continue to die. And by the time we wake up, it's going to be the younger siblings who are going to reject those devices and say, I just saw my older brother and sister and their friends die. I'm not carrying my cell phone around and I don't want 5G in my front yard. And, um, you know, it, it sounds like we're, we're not getting support from our government. We're not getting support from uh, anyone who's, quote, unquote, in, in a place of power to, to no. kind of regulate this issue. And that it's really up to us right now to, um, to become aware, to learn the side effects of these things, to become empowered around this, this knowledge that, uh, of, of how these things are impacting us, impacting future generations. Um, we see who profits. You've shared that. We see who benefits from this. It's not the people. It's, um, you know, I just read a really great book called Going Somewhere by Andrew Marino. Mm -hmm. Such a good book. He's a, a scientist who became a lawyer, talks about um, basically how uh, science is extremely flawed. And just like you're sharing here, um, it was basically they pay people to do the studies to get the results right. that they want. No, that, 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 that is the problem is that the peer-reviewed studies, the scientists are all bought off. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you look at the studies that say, oh, this stuff is safe, 
that is that is an industry backed study, right? That is a that is a payoff. And, um, and, and, and yeah, so everyone keeps saying, well, prove it to me, prove it to me. It's like, well, we actually can, but yeah. you got to look, be willing to look at the peer reviewed studies. And then you have to understand too, that the, the industry studies, when you look at, well, how damaging are these cell phones, for instance, the only kind of tests that have ever been done on cell phones is one device at a time for mm. no more than a half hour exposure. Uh -huh. There has never, ever, ever been any kind of study done of the 24-7 saturation of all these different devices that we're bombarded by that we cannot opt, opt out of. There's never been a study on that, which means that you and I and everyone else are undergoing the largest biological experiment ever on the planet, including the bees, the hummingbirds, the birds, the animals. We're all being experimented on because this has never, ever been tested for safety. Yes, and now if we were to like explore um, a little bit behind, uh, you know, everyone thinks that 5G is about faster download speeds. I don't buy it. There's something no. bigger at play here. What do you think? The What are we being experimented for? Oh, I can tell you exactly what it is. First of all, th that is th the biggest sales tactic I've ever seen. It's, it's, a, it's a con job. Um, first of all, we should not People are going to have to wake up to the fact that we should not be using our cell phones for download, downloading mm -hmm. YouTube videos. Really, we should use it for phone calls and texting and really keep it at that. And this is why 5G and, and to be able to have this smart grid and to be wireless and the Internet of Thing, you will we'll need 20 times more the electrical output than what we are using right now for everything right in the in the whole entire country. 20 times more. It is not a green. They're talking about smart grids and smart cities. There is nothing green about being on a totally wireless system for everything. It's, it's extremely energy consuming. Uh -huh. Secondly, the downloads are very slow because it's wireless. If you want, the, you want a fast download, you want the most secure, unhackable system, that is an underground broadband, right? Fiber optics, yes. where you have Ethernet connected to your, your computer, and that is the fastest, most secure type of system and connection you can possibly have. Yes. What this is for, as they've been preparing for a long time, is the Internet of Things, where everything is connected to everything else, whether you want it to be or not. So for 10 years now, corporations have been putting little sensors into all the different products. I believe Gillette started this with their razors. Wow. And whether it's, whether it's children's toys, a car, building products, it doesn't matter, clothing. They all have these little sensors, and corporations have been putting them in there for years, not fully knowing exactly what they're going to do with them, but they just knew they wanted those sensors in there. Uh -huh. So what they're doing is they're creating this Internet of Thing where basically everything you do, no matter where you are, whether you're in the privacy of your home or even on the toilet, for God's sake, these sensors are sending back information back and forth. Well, not only are these sensors sending information back and forth, like what kind of salad dressing you're putting on your salad, what kind of lettuce you have, <laughs> the noises you're making, the lettuce you're eating, whether or not you're having sex or blowing your nose with what kind of Kleenex uh -huh. or tissue, there's, there's going to be a hive mind that is collecting all of this data constantly. You're, they'll know exactly who you're with 24-7, who you're not with and where you are. Um, but the, the, the Internet of Things and 5G, this millimeter wave, we know again from peer-reviewed studies that the millimeter wave will actually use your sweat ducts as an antenna and, and the sweat within your skin will turn into an antenna will, that will actually receive and send out information. Uh -huh. So you, your body will become a walking antenna. And again, you're going to see a skyrocket, as we already are, in 
skin cancers. Mm -hmm. So what this is, is the internet of thing, 5G millimeter wave ultimately is not to give you faster YouTube downloads. <laughs> My God, please wake up people. Yes. That's the cell's job. What it is is for you to be in a complete wireless cage without your consent, 24 seven surveillance, whether you're inside your house, or outside your house or way down in a gully. And, 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 and basically you're going to be in an outdoor open air prison for the rest of your life. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes, uh, and see, this, this is, the, the experiment is much bigger than, than the download speeds. And so this is, this is a good point that most people, they really are just unaware of that there's something much bigger at play here. Of um, course. Yes. Of and, course. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, they have no idea. And the thing is, too, is that, you know, people have to understand as well is that the, the, um, the, the, the threat to our national security. See, the other thing is, is that what people don't realize, a lot of people in the industry don't realize is that there are some Chinese owned corporations, which means they're, they're state owned corporations. They run by the Chinese, which is called ZTE and, and Huawei. And they have been busted several times by the United States for antitrust uh, violations because basically they're like, look at we know that you are putting these little chips, these little motherboards in our um, our cell phones and our cell towers that have these back doors mm -hmm. that at any time they can go in and do whatever they want with these frequencies. They can literally erase people's memories. They can give people um, a, a massive heart attack. They can actually make them suicidal. In fact, in the 1990s, you can Google this. It was on major news. The uh, United States government uh, created an experiment with the millimeter wave with the Iraqi soldiers that sent them a message that they heard in their brain that Allah, the, their God Allah, was telling them to surrender and to put down their arms and to surrender themselves. Wow. And it was a successful mission. Wow. And that was done, the American government, U.S. Army, was doing that to the Iraqi soldiers, and they did it successfully. So these are the kind of things that when we say it could be used as a weapon, this is a kind of weapon as well as it's used against protesters to make it feel like their skin is burning. Wow. So this is this is the kind of device, right? It's, it's, it's insane. So the fact that we have the Chinese-owned uh, um, uh, corporations that are also, by the way, highly connected to their, their Liberation Party, right? the Chinese Liberation Party. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, uh, the owner of Huawei comes from the Chinese Liberation, People's Liberation Party. Um, it's very disconcerting. And they have these towering Trojan cell towers surround, surrounding all of us, as well as our, 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 our iPhones that could all be easily, mm. easily hacked because of the back doors they put into them ah. is actually a point of national security and our elected officials are completely ignoring it. Yeah. We're not going to go to war. Why would we go to war to China? All they need to do is change the frequency on our phones and our cell towers and we're done. Wow, interesting. And so this brings me to a point. Could you tell uh, our listen, the listeners here a little bit about, okay, what are the difference? You'll see various different kinds of cell phone towers out there. Some are massive, some are smaller yeah. in size. Yeah. And, and talk a little bit about what the difference is here. Well, you know, I have to say there's a lot of additional towers jumping, popping up that I've never seen before. Some of these are like five to 600 feet high. Yes. Really, 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 really narrow. They're kind of like the poles like red, then white, then red, and they yes. have all these huge wires that hold them up. 
And those, I believe, are like the Gwen Towers, which are really being used for military operations. And they're popping up without any public review, any hint of them happening. They put them near other cell towers and they just pop up overnight. Um, we know that 4G towers have already been created in such a way that they can be with a switch switched to 5G. Ah. So, um, so really, this what's happening is that you have corporations, the American government, and Verizon is heavily connected to our military. They're popping these things up, and what they're trying to do is get their foot in the door with what's called vertical real estate. And once they get these leases and they get these cell towers in place, they, for 25 years, can put any kind of technology they want on these towers as long as it looks the same, as long as it's still aesthetically the same as the other cell antennas, they can put any kind of technology they want. So they're trying to go in there and before people even know, just like cell phones, before people really even know what cell towers are doing to them mm -hmm. and the cancer clusters they're creating mm -hmm. and how they're killing the bee population, the bird population, mm -hmm. and they're drying out the trees, including especially pine trees. Before people even realize that this is happening, they get those 25-year leases and they're locked in and you can't get rid of it. Now, mind you, there are people around the world that are literally blowing these things up and tearing them down and cutting their, their, their wires yes. <laughs> um, and, 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 and dropping them because like, we realize that these things are killing us. Yeah. That, to me, is going to be something you're going to see more in the future because mm -hmm. the industry is so corrupt, the lobbyists are so powerful, and our elected officials are so bought off yes. that they're not going to protect you. I am a rare voice, and I get attacked regularly by um, so-called so satirical websites and uh -huh. papers and, and our local press. They just continuously try to undermine my character because I'm one of the few people speaking out of this. But yes. I'm like, hey, guys, I have to sleep well at night. Yeah. And now that I know what I know, I actually have a moral and a, a, an elected official and an oath, by the way, uh, responsibility to let you know what is going on. Yes. And I'm not going to stand on the wrong side of history here, folks. If you know this is going on and you are in a position of power, whether it's a school board or a supervisorial seat, you have a moral and civic obligation to speak out against this. And if you are not, you should not be sleeping well at night. You know, I'm going to have to completely agree with you because, and I'm so thankful to, to have found you that you're out there doing this work because it's so necessary. People come to me, they have cancer. The first, you know, used to be, let's look at your diet. Now it's like, let's look at your EMF exposure. Do you live around a cell phone tower? Right. You know. And well, and I'll tell you, we are here in our little Nevada City, we are in gold mine country. So we have a very toxic legacy. We have tons of mercury and arsenic. We have lots of heavy metals, right? Uh -huh. And we are seeing a, it's freaking people out and they won't make the correlation. So uh -huh. you have heavy metals. If you have mercury in your mouth, I do, I'm getting it removed. Uh -huh. When you have heavy metals in your body, that is like putting aluminum into a microwave. It is actually a conduit for the signal. So here we are with mercury in our mouths, more of us getting brain tumors, hyper and hypothyroidism yes. um, diseases, and, and we're getting more and more cancers because we have this metal in our body, especially in this area, which is acting like aluminum. It's a conduit. So yeah. here we are. You know, everyone's organic diets, really healthy, healthy living, outdoor living. Yeah. And, and women are getting breast cancer and ovarian and, and reproductive organs and glioblastomas and prostate and, and pancreatic cancer. And we have tons of young, healthy people get, getting sick and dying all over the place. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, there's a couple things I want to address here uh, that kind of backtrack a little bit. And one is... Um, 
uh, one is that we see all of these different cell phone towers, you mentioned this, in a cluster. Is like, why are they doing that? Is that even necessary? It seems like such overkill. What's the point of that? And then secondly, is we're seeing these uh, cell phone towers. They just put up, I live in Taos, uh, but they just put up in Santa Fe, New Mexico, a friggin' cell phone tower outside of the main high school. And how, you know, because the cell phone companies, the telecommunication people are paying off, they're incentivizing these people to put the cell towers on places like schools. And, and so talk a little bit about that and the impact of that and, and what people can actually do to, okay, right. cell phone towers up, now what do we do? Right. So it's so complicated, but okay. So first of all, once a, one cell tower goes up with one carrier like Verizon or AT&T, you are now legally required by law to allow what's called co-location. So one cell tower is up there with the AT&T carrier. That means another carrier can put their other antennas up on that same cell tower. Ah. You could have up to three, four, five different carriers. Easy, right? Okay. So it's not just... And again, right, all these tests and studies have been done for like a half hour exposure with one device, never with a cell tower right there emanating 24-7. And it, the, 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 the power density, right, mm -hmm. the, the um, intensity of the, the radiation that's being emitted will go up and down depending upon the, 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 um, the demand. So sometimes you might be feeling okay and other days you're feeling like you're just nauseous and exhausted and depressed and you can't, you can barely drag yourself out of yeah. bed or you get up in the morning and you're just like you can barely wake up. Well, that's probably because there's a lot of power output going on with the devices around you. So that's called co-location. Now, I have to say something, and this is more disturbing, is that I've said over and over again, have you noticed? There, you know, what we know is, is, that, is that with these devices, distance is your friend. If you're going to put a cell tower somewhere, it should be on a hilltop far, far, far away from any kind of, uh, of, of, of population. Uh -huh. You should never have them anywhere near a population because, again, Distance is your friend. Mm -hmm. That's why cell phones and even cordless phones, by the way, are really bad for you because they're on your body. It's like, you know, if that cell phone was 10 feet away, 20 feet away, 100 feet away, a mile away, you'd be safer from it. Well, these cell towers are all on schools, right? Mm -hmm. And parks, yes. in ballparks, on, and, and next to Bikram Yoga, uh, yes. preschools, <laughs> high school campuses. And I keep saying to folks, isn't this amazing? <laughs> Have you noticed that these cell towers, oh, I mean, and sometimes there's many of them, not just one, but a, a, a plethora of, of, of antennas, and on top of, of, of apartment buildings, right, in highly yes. dense uh, 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 area, populations of downtown cities. Have you noticed I've never, ever, ever seen one cell tower ever in a graveyard mm -hmm. or a cemetery? <laughs> Oh, if man. we should be placing cell towers anyway, they should be on hilltops and in cemeteries. That's the safest place for them. Uh -huh. And and I have to ask a more fundamental, it's like, why would the industry not knowing what they know, why would they not go out of their way to make sure yeah. that these were not in, in, in areas that were not near a dense, po densely populated areas? Absolutely. You, that, and that becomes a very scary fundamental question that has to be asked and mm -hmm. considered. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is such a huge topic and 
I appreciate all your sharing here. I think it's, uh, you know, I mention these things to the people who follow me and the people who listen to me and, and having this, you, you're right in the field. You're an expert in the field. You have a plethora of experience here. And so this is just invaluable for people to hear because most people aren't educated on this topic. Right. Um, and so just to, to wrap up for today, is there anything um, you'd like to share or, or what's your message to people to help empower themselves, to help approach this from a way where, okay, we don't want to approach it from fear. We don't want to right. be like, oh, we're totally doomed. What are some proactive things that right. we can do to help protect ourselves and our kids and future generations? First thing you do is you got to protect yourself. And what that means is that you'd be very smart when and how you use your own cell phone. And really, your children should not have cell phones, laptops, iPads, anywhere near them. I cannot... Really, it's the children and the unborn that are most at stake here. <clears throat> and I cannot express enough to the parents that if you if you cannot remove these items from your children, and I know you're not going to be very popular because your children want them <laughs> in their hands and possessions, they're not going to thank you today. Mm -hmm. They're going to thank you 10 years from now when they see their friends die of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So parents, you have to make a really, really tough decision. If you cannot make that decision for yourself to remove these from your children, it's probably because you're addicted to your own phone and those devices yourself. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, are those YouTube videos worth your life and your well-being? Because that's really the choice you're making. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you do is you try to make your house as cool as possible. What I mean by that is to have as few or absolutely no wireless devices in your house. So mm -hmm. your modem, you, there's a way of actually turning it off, calling up your carrier, saying, I want the Wi-Fi turned off, yes. making sure the Wi-Fi is not turned on. Yes. And you can start out at nighttime, you just turn your modem off at nighttime so you sleep better. Yes. Cordless phones, you got to get rid of the cordless phones. Mm -hmm. They're actually <clears throat> even worse than your cell phone. Go back to a good old-fashioned phone that plugs in, even if it plugs into your modem. Yeah. Uh, you know, a corded phone to your modem is better than having a cordless phone. Um, making sure that your um, cell phones are not in your bedroom ever, not while you're sleeping, and this is why, is because when you're sleeping at nighttime, that is when your body restores, right? That's when your melatonin is supposed to be released. That is where the pineal gland gets stimulated, yes. the melatonin is released, and your body begins to put you into a deep restorative sleep, and it eradicates all the free radicals that your body's been producing throughout the day. The free radicals is what creates cancer. Well, what happens is whether it is a LED light from outside or an LED light in your house or the blue light from the screen <clears throat> that you've been looking at before you went to bed, which is a big no-no, yeah. or your cordless phone or your cell phone or your modem, they're all sending out a frequency that your body reads as sunlight. Mm -hmm. And when it does that, that means it does not turn on your pineal gland. <clears throat> you do not go into a deep restorative sleep into that REM mm -hmm. mode. Mm -hmm. You do not have your free radicals eradicated. And you have cancerous cells that are producing and producing and growing and growing. And again, remember, children, if you children, if you have these wireless, uh, you know, children, ch child cameras, right, uh, monitors, yeah. get those and get everything wireless out of your children's bedroom, your, your wireless security, home security system, your wireless printer. Yeah. It's amazing how many wireless devices we have that all of those are, are interrupting your body. The question is not, is it happening? It's like, how is it happening? What is it doing? So the best thing you can do is turn those things off at least at nighttime and make sure they're off while you're sleeping so you can get the restorative sleep. Then what you also do is educate yourself 
on where the cell towers are around you. Make sure you pay attention, <clears throat> attention to your city and your county planning agendas because mm. that's what you're going to find when cell towers and car carriers are coming in and wanting to put cell towers, 5G, anything like that around your neighborhood. And this is up to a mile away, right? So cell towers even a mile away or near your school or yeah. near your place of business. Yeah. You have to really pay attention to your planning commission agendas to make sure that you get ahead of this thing. And mm -hmm. then before that happens, go out there and start meeting with your elected officials and start giving them the peer-reviewed studies. You can go to what's called the bioinitiativereport.org, yes. bioinitiativereport.org. That is where... That is the seminal website for peer-reviewed studies from around the, the world, and they update it every five years. So that's where you can get the actual peer-reviewed, non-industry-funded studies and, and, and start educating <clears throat> your elected officials and let them know that they are being duped. And while they think that they're, being, that they're safe in their elected position, the laws have been written by the telecom industry, basically, and our legislators just followed suit. Mm -hmm. the, the laws have been written such that they will actually be, be held personally liable, not not just the county or the cities, but they personally are going to be liable for the radio frequency injury lawsuits that are on their way. Wow. Okay. That is um, really helpful. I think that's uh, incredible advice. That's advice I give to all the folks I work with and just free anyone I see, you know, this is like what you can do. And, and right. that's the important thing is to know that there is something you can do and there are solutions and right. Um, people are waking up. I mean, yes. Is it fast enough? Are, no, are people died already. Yes. Are people going to continue to die? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I have to say now that 5g is landing on people's literally their, their front yards yeah. in, in front of their children's bedrooms and they're getting, hives up and down their body they're getting nosebleeds yes they're getting headaches personality disorders depression like an, as soon as those antennas turn on it's just like boom it's instant mm -hmm. uh, this has become very real very real for the american public yeah and um you know i appreciate you coming on sharing this this empowering information with us all there are so many things you can do you're not a victim um, this is not a sustainable thing. This is just no. like you're talking about with the cigarette industry. This is not sustainable. Uh, but the, the faster we become involved, the faster we become educated and actually take steps to rectify this again, like you're saying, to reach out to people in a position who can actually help with this. Okay. Your legislation reach out and begin to empower, uh, educate them because most people don't know. You know, it, the, the begin, you can make these small changes within yourself, within your own home. You don't need your refrigerator to talk to your microwave. You don't need, um, you know, your... You don't need your cell phone on in your pocket. Yes. Literally causing cancer. Yes. You know, this, this is, I mean, and again, people are calling, you know, there, there's a lot of name calling for people such as myself calling this stuff out. But I say, hey, look at guys, again, I had the first cell phone, cell phone store uh -huh. in this county in 1990. <laughs> I'm not a Luddite. I'm actually an early adopter. That's kind of why I'm ahead, the, ahead of the curve on this is because yeah. I've been looking at it closely for decades now. Yeah. And all I'm telling you is that we're going to continue to see a massive die-off, not just with us humans, but also with our honey uh, bee population, our bird population, our animal population. Yeah. And you know, I don't care. You can call me all the names you want. <laughs> Quite unfortunately, time is on my side, and you're yeah. going to see that I was right, and I don't want to be right. I just mm -hmm. know I am because yeah. I'm looking at the data that's out there. 
Absolutely. It's not, it's not a popular position to be in by any means. Um, you know, even in my, my stance, uh, working with people to help improve their health, they want to go to a doctor and get some pills or some supplements or do a surgery so they can continue to be on their devices. And so, um, you know, really it starts with learning how to mitigate uh, your impact here, hardwiring your home, get a landline, get an ethernet cord. You know, and it's a process. Like I yeah. started originally with just turning my modem off at nighttime, uh -huh. taking all those wireless things out of my bedroom. And I realized I slept better. Yeah. Then I got to a point where I would only turn my modem on when I needed it. And then I'd look around to my roommate, say, Hey guys, are we all done with our internet stuff? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. We just turn it off. Right. Uh -huh. I mean, you yes. don't keep your TV on 24 yes. seven. You don't keep your radio on 24 seven. Yes. Why do we keep our modem? And it, it's all you're doing is sucking energy anyway and sending out an unnecessary signal. Yeah. So just turn it off when you're not using it. And then you get to a point we're like, okay, now what I want to do is just go back to a good old-fashioned Ethernet cord, those blue cords. Yes. It's called a six-cat, not a five-cat, but a, a six-cat cord, mm -hmm. Ethernet cord. And, and and that's what we used to do just a few years ago. So you're just kind of going back a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and just and, 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 and observe how you feel, right? Observe how your health is, how your children's health is, their yeah. personality, how you're sleeping. You're going to see a difference. Yeah. And I think that's huge that you bring in the personality, too, because... There is so much uh, with the brainwave function of how these frequencies impact dopamine states, brainwave function. And so, yes, I think it's really key to a key point you're bringing up is to not only pay attention to your physical health, but how's your mental emotional state and how's the mental emotional state of your kids. Oh, yeah. Now, this this causes, we know, this causes depression personality disorders, anxiety, mm -hmm. suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's really, uh, you know, I mean, just go on Facebook for a while and see how you feel when you leave your computer. You kind of feel like, ugh, right? Yes, yes. But then realize when you're out in the garden or outside running around, your feet, oh yeah, by the way, do a lot of grounding. Put your feet on the ground, your your bare feet on the ground. Do grounding. Yes. And, and be out in the yard for a while and then just sit there for a moment, right? And just see how you feel. Like, wow, how do I feel now? How's my spirit? How do I how's my positivity? Yes. Do I feel depressed? Do I feel alone? Do I feel anxiety? You probably don't yeah. just sit there and just start comparing the differences. And then also watch your children. How do they seem to you once they're outside in the ground, running around on the, the bare, you know, with bare feet or in the, in the backyard versus once they're on the computer for a while. <laughs> Cause we, my partner and I have noticed the difference in our children when they're on their smartphones yeah. versus when they're not, they're different children. They're absolutely. different personalities. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great point. And I think that's a really great just experiment for everyone to do. Spend some time on your device, on your computer when you're on there, and then counter that. Go outside, ground, be in nature, be away from all the electrical stuff, and notice, actually feel the difference in your body, in your energy levels, and in your sleep. Right. Huge. That's right. And that's, and that's how it starts. And that's where I started too. I started paying attention. Like when that smart meter was next to my head, didn't realize it was a smart meter. And as soon as it was removed, I was like, okay, yeah. now I know what's going on. And I am EMF sensitive. And I have to tell you, I was in San Francisco that has five millimeter, you know, 5G millimeter yes. wave. I was there a month ago. I slept overnight. And for the first time since I was in my early 20s, I came out with hives. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, and this is the only other time I've ever had hives my whole entire life was when in 1985 I was sleeping camping out in the black forest of Germany in a misty rain and I and after being out there for three days 
I walk into a little town called Wolfratshausen. I have no idea what's going on. And people are walking around on the sunny day with umbrellas over their heads. I'm uh -huh. like, what in the world are they doing? Uh -huh. And so I finally point to a man with an umbrella. And I say to him, like, what, what is this? Uh -huh. And he points to the sky. And he says what I think is a German word. He points to the sky. And he says, Chernobyl. And I go, Chernobyl. I'm looking at my German book, Chernobyl. And I've been exposed to the Chernobyl fallout for three days. And for wow. the next two months as I was traveling through Europe, I had hives all over my body. Wow. That was the last time I had hives until I was in San Francisco a month ago. Uh-huh. Very interesting. See, it's this body awareness that I think, you know, listen to this episode. Try some of these proactive things we're, we're giving you here. And notice, you know, it's really important. Most people are so into their devices that they're completely disconnected from their bodies and how they feel in their body. And they think that hives, oh, you know, is a normal thing. And maybe I just ate something wrong. But there are real huge body implications, emotional, mental implications from just being around these frequencies. Absolutely. It, it, again, folks, it's inflaming all of our bodies. We actually yeah. know this for a fact. It's not, you know, is it affecting? It's like, how is it affecting you? And the other thing is it also exacerbates other illnesses. Mm -hmm. It causes memory loss. Like I have a real hard, a real difficult time with words and my short memory. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really, I mean, I'll sometimes, again, like the firemen who are having, uh, being impacted by cell towers on their fire stations, we know for a fact, it's well-documented in the courts that they would drive around in their fire trucks. And, they, and these are the, the, the towns they were raised in and they wouldn't remember where they were. Wow. They didn't know where they were going. They didn't know what street they were on. Well, that happens to me now regularly. That is being in your mind, because what's happening is your brain is being inflamed. Yes. So it's actually swelling. So that's what's happening. So you have to really understand that not only does it create these illnesses, but it exacerbates and speeds up illnesses like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, um, ADHD, uh, autism. Uh, cancers, you know, childhood diseases, heart diseases. I cannot stress enough that it just makes matters worse all around. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, Renette, thanks so much for uh, being such a voice, such an empowering voice in this field to people, to helping them uh, educate people around this super important issue of our time that is really um going to make make or break it's, it's, our it's, health. it's a ticking clock yeah you know we, yeah the damage is already being done this is like we're trying to it's not like we're trying to save people yeah. the, the people have already they're already sick and they've already died and yeah. it's going to continue yeah so renette where where can people find you if they want to learn more about your work stay updated on um subjects like non-native emfs like 5g Oh. Well, probably the best thing overall is is you can go to a, a blog website I have to learn more about me, see some of the work I've done. I haven't been too busy on posting my recent blog posts. I've just been too busy, but it's called thefoghornexpress.com. Again, T-H-E, thefoghornexpress.com. And, and that you'll see some other blog pieces I've done. Which one is called um, 5G, What You Don't Know May Kill You. That's very informative. Mm -hmm. That has a peer-reviewed study about our sweat ducts turning into antennas with millimeter wave. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can just, you can reach out to me and reach me that way as well through, through that website. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a real pleasure to have you on the show. And, and thanks for your time and sharing your education and knowledge and passion around this subject. Well, it's my honor. Thank you, Heather, for really putting the word out there. People ask, what can I do? I'm like, just talk to, talk to everybody. Talk to everybody you know and let them know. And if they hear about this enough times, it'll start to sink in. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into the episode today with myself and Renette Senum. 
I know it can be easy to go to the fear place around this topic of 5G and non-native EMFs, but know there are some very solid ways and solutions to help you protect yourself. And I go into great detail about this with my one-on-one work with clients and during retreats that I host to help educate you and others around non-native EMF protection. In fact, I'm now hosting healing retreats in remote areas of Mexico and New Mexico to purposefully give people the experience of living in exceptionally low EMF environments. And a big part of the retreats are actually focused on how you can do this even when you return home. Now, as a general rule of thumb, when it comes to starting to protect yourself against these non-native EMFs and 5G right now, keep in mind, the sicker you are, the more important it is to live as far from these frequencies as possible. And I know this is becoming more and more challenging, but there's always a solution. When you're faced with a problem, outthink it because there's always a solution to a challenge to an issue that you're presented with. So remember that distance is key. Renette talked about this in the episode and distance is key when it comes to mitigating exposure and population density is also huge. So if you live in a highly populated area such as LA or New York City or Austin, Texas or Chicago or San Francisco and you're really sick, meaning you have a chronic disease, maybe you have an autoimmune condition you have chronic pain, you have depression or anxiety, the more important it is to move to an area of lesser population density. Us humans, we're the only population on earth that doesn't move or change their environment to support their health. So when our environment is poor, we tend to stay in it. Whereas animals, they inherently move, they migrate. When food is scarce, when the river is dry, when the seasons are changing, they need to move. They know when to move. We humans, we don't take our environment into account. And this is, in fact, the biggest thing we need to take into account when it comes to our healing. In the past, our main concerns around health, they revolved around eating a clean diet, avoiding cigarette smoking and carcinogens such as asbestos. Today, yes, of course, those things are still important. But if you're really seeking forward movement with your health and healing process and you continuously feel like you're treading water with your health, I cannot encourage you enough to take a look at your EMF exposure. And you can hop over to the show notes at quantumlevelhealing.com backslash primal pioneer podcast backslash episode two, the number two. There you can access all the empowering resources Renette and I discussed throughout the show. And I added a link to those show notes called antennasearch.com. And you can type this in right now on your computer. You can go over to the show notes and do it. But there you can type in your address and your work address. And this will show you how close you are to a cell tower, how many cell towers are around you, how many satellites are around you. And this way you can actually get a sense of how much of this stuff is coming at you, how much of it may be impacting you. And that's a really great first step to take. 
So for those of you looking to step up your health game and your EMF protection, this September 2019, I'm going to be opening up my one-on-one -on -one healing work to accept new clients. And for those of you interested in taking leaps and bounds with your health, I would encourage you to reach out. Now, most healthcare practitioners, Western and alternative, they focus on one or two aspects of your health. And while that can be awesome and supportive, I have found a truly integrative approach to include EMF protection, diet, sunlight exposure, emotional work around your health and your healing mindset. And this mindset piece teaches you how to replace the old story you've been telling yourself about your healing with a new one that supports forward movement with your healing. And my one-on-one -on -one work also includes taking a look at all of your labs, DNA stool testing, and frequency healing work to actually remove pathogens and toxins and non-native EMF toxicity that may be bogging down your mitochondria and your body, preventing you from making the forward movement you desire with your health. You know, when it comes to your health, no stone can be left unturned and you can have the health and the body you desire, but in order to do so, you really have to be sure you cover all your bases. So you can learn more about my one-on-one -on -one work, including other courses and services that I offer over at quantumlevelhealing.com, or you can send an email my way at heather at quantumlevelhealing.com, and my first name is spelled H-E-A-T-H-A-R. You can also hop over to Facebook. I have a few groups to help you actually support your health and gives really positive information and empowering insights around your health by joining the Quantum Level Healing Facebook page at facebook.com backslash QL Healing. Or if you're someone with cancer or have a loved one with cancer, you can join my private Facebook group called the Keto Cancer Solution. I'm super excited for you all to take this empowering step towards improving your health and the health of your kids and of future generations by learning how to mitigate your non-native EMF exposure. Thanks for joining me today, and we'll see you next time. The Primal Pioneer podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease and is not intended as medical advice. Neither Heather nor her guests provide medical advice or treatment. The Primal Pioneer podcast is for informational and educational purposes only.